Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, this is Pastor Mark Marino coming to you from Djibouti, Africa. And uh, I'm actually in a small chapel that is adjacent to the chapel that I serve in. It's called the Enduring Freedom Chapel. Uh, but this little chapel is actually kind of the Blessed Sacrament Chapel. And uh, this is utilized by our Catholic brothers and sisters. Uh, so it's a pretty narrow little spot, but it's perfect for recording a sermon. And so um, I'm glad that I get a chance to, to be with you this day and talk a bit about this Every Good Gift sermon series because uh, I'm so thankful I've been able to hear the different messages. I saw the pocket pastor uh, and, and really kind of getting at the idea that God gives us of himself. And one of the things that he gives to us is his wisdom, his understanding, his knowledge. And so as we explore some of the textures of this, I hope it's been a blessing for you as you follow our Lord fearlessly in his strength and in his wisdom. So I wanted to share with you a passage from the book of Proverbs. And if you're in the early service, you would have already heard this, but hey, that's never bad to hear God's word twice. So Proverbs chapter one begins thus. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing in righteousness, justice and equity, to give prudence, to be simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So here we go, our text. And I tell you, when you look at the book of Proverbs, uh, it's a beautiful, uh, powerful collection. Uh, often referred to as wisdom literature, you could call the Proverbs a, a grouping of groupings or a collection of collections uh, because it takes together, if you will, some anecdotal experience. It takes together, um, uh, you know, axioms, proverbs. And so, uh, but one thing is clear, and this first uh, seven verses that we looked at make that uh, abundantly clear, and that is uh, the fear of the Lord, awe in His sight, knowing who the Creator is and who the creation is, uh, that truly is the beginning of wisdom, that's the beginning of knowledge. And I want to talk about every good gift. Uh, you all have received amazing gifts in different ways. I know that I have. Uh, and so uh, coming out here and serving in Africa wasn't necessarily a gift that I thought I needed or wanted, and yet it absolutely has been a gift. And, and maybe you can say that uh, while it might be better for me to be at Family of Christ, God is certainly bringing his good gifts to Family of Christ even in my absence. Uh, so if we want to look at this idea that knowledge itself is a gift, uh, that's something we ought not take for granted, although it may seem counterintuitive, because we look at knowledge as something that we acquire. We look at knowledge as something that we're in control of. Uh, you know, if you can just go to the library or you can open up a book, you're going to gain knowledge. And so sometimes we think, well, knowledge isn't really a gift. It's something that you acquire. It's something that accumulates. And yet, in God's word, we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 that to one is given through the spirit of utterance of wisdom and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit. I think we all, you know, would say that we absolutely affirm 
that knowledge is a gift in many ways, just as wisdom is a gift, yet they're not synonyms. Uh, you know, I know that uh, as, we, as we've explored, we went through wisdom and then understanding, and now here we are uh, talking about knowledge. And the way that I'd often heard it said was something like this. When you comprehend the information you've imbibed, you've learned, you've read, or that knowledge, that, in, that knowledge you've learned, you understand it, okay? And when you understand the knowledge and you learn to apply that knowledge, then that's wisdom. And, and so uh, it may be uh, you know, syntax, it may be nuance, but I wanna say that when you look at knowledge and fundamentally the gift that that is, uh, I believe that you can find knowledge in many places. Truth is truth. And so in, in God's word, we read that knowledge is given to those who hear the voice of the Lord, for those who seek him, for those that commit their ways to him. And, and the book of Proverbs is full of this kind of language, as are the Psalms and, and other portions of wisdom literature and non-wisdom literature found in scripture. But I'll tell you that knowledge uh, in God's word paints vivid pictures of who Jesus is and why that's important and the fact that our faith is anchored in a confession of Christ. So yes, knowledge is absolutely found in scripture. You can find out all about uh, not just history, but you can hear about God and the way in which he works in this world. We may not understand it completely, but we have the knowledge to say that our God works in incredible and mighty ways, ways that you and I don't always agree with, ways that you and I don't always understand, and yet we trust. And so all of a sudden, knowledge and trust come together. And I'd also say that knowledge is found out in God's creation. You know, I would uh, bet you that, that chances are uh, you studied in school anything from mathematics to science, and in those endeavors, you gained a lot of knowledge. I'm going to say that I'm not encumbered by such problems. I guess I learned a thing or two, but I would say that, that gaining knowledge can be found outside of God's word. Now, our knowledge about God is found in his word, and, and, and actually it's found in his creation. The, the Psalms say that the heavens and earth declare God's glory. And yet we believe that the Bible is a, another gift of God that has been given to us to portray clearly our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So knowledge found in God's creation. You know, it's interesting because sometimes people pit uh, science versus religion or knowledge versus faith. And yet I don't believe that's fair at all. I don't think that one precludes the other. As a matter of fact, I see that they dovetail nicely. You know, if you go out to the Grand Canyon, you're not going to find um, a religious person's Grand Canyon and a secular person's Grand Canyon. You're gonna find just the one. Uh, and different people from their worldview, from their knowledge base, will say, here's what I believe or think about the Grand Canyon. And so, yes, we, we derive knowledge by reason. And that's really important, uh, that we are factual, that we are reasonable, um, right? And scripture says, let your reasonableness may, be made known to all. Uh, yet, knowledge by reason is not greater than knowledge by faith. They're different types of knowledge. And yet, I told you, truth is truth. And so, uh, ultimately, when we look at knowledge by faith, we're talking about things that aren't always demonstrable and proven as such, and yet, 
faith seems to be bolstered time and time again through various pieces of knowledge. My own faith in God has been bolstered by discoveries in uh, history, right? Discoveries in archaeology, discoveries in science. All of these things point me uh, to Christ our Lord and to knowing that He is true, that He is real. And so when we're talking about every good gift, I want to affirm that the knowledge you have is a gift. And the way in which you think, the way in which your brain is wired, that's actually a gift. It's not a bad thing. And if you're the kind of person that's like me and you like your faith to be anchored in truth and in knowledge, then this sermon should very much speak to you because our faith does not necessitate uh, turning off our brains. Our faith does not necessitate not being reasonable. Uh, but we do read this in 2 Peter verse 3, or chapter 3, verse 18. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be both, both glory now and forevermore. Amen. I, I hope you notice that because there's a connection between growing in your knowledge, which we all say we want to do. That's the heart of discipleship. That's the heart of outreach. That really is the heart of community. Uh, and those are the three emphasis that Family of Christ has in this season. And we say it's anchored in the knowledge of the living God. And so uh, connection of growing in knowledge with growing in grace is important because then we use that knowledge not to um, uh, somehow put other people down or we don't use that knowledge in a self-serving way. We use that knowledge in a way to point others to Jesus Christ. And yes, not only does it take knowledge, but it takes also wisdom and discernment. And we pray by faith that we receive this gift of wisdom and discernment along with knowledge with every good gift that God gives to us. And we can thank Him for that. As a matter of fact, just over my shoulder here, we have a crucifix. You don't always see those in Lutheran churches, although I will say in the Midwest, you actually find more than you'd be, uh, maybe you'd guess. Uh, historically or maybe um, theologically, people might say Catholics are apt to have a crucifix, the body of Jesus on the cross, where Protestants or Lutherans uh, might tend to have an empty cross uh, because we emphasize the resurrection. And yet, uh, it is our Lord Jesus Christ that we proclaim. And Jesus, as we read in the Gospel of Luke, grew in wisdom and stature in favor with both God and man. And it's Jesus who grows us, not just in wisdom, but in knowledge, not just in wisdom and knowledge, but in grace, in truth, in love. And, and so my prayer for you is as we look at every good gift, those things God has for us, that we would know that the words of Proverbs chapter one are absolutely true, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And, and it's only fools who despise wisdom and discipline. I pray that this season you have the opportunity uh, to give thanks to God for His many good and great gifts. I want to just share a closing word about how things are going out here in Africa. If you'll indulge me, I guess you can hit stop on the player and uh, be done. But um, So um, I'm humbled. Uh, I've received some cards and emails and letters. And thank you so much for your uh, continued support and love. Um, ministry here is crazy. It's great, but um, it's very, very busy. I can't quite tell you all the details, but I can tell you lives are being changed. 
by the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are people who have brokenness and hurt and are open to a, a pastor, a chaplain, uh, maybe for the first time in a long time, if ever. But there's also people who are absolutely on fire for Jesus. And um, they come and they participate and their faith is fed and it has grown. Uh, and so I'm very thankful for that. Um, just to give you a couple of updates, uh, we do have a, a new um, chaplain assistant or what's a, an enlisted counterpart referred to as religious program specialists. And so now we have two religious program specialists along with the three chaplains just on our team. And then outside of that team, we have uh, about three, four other chaplains um, and uh, about that many different chaplain assistants or uh, religious affairs specialists. And so it's a great team and we're getting ready to head into the holidays, obviously with Thanksgiving. We have a big bazaar coming up where local Jabushan vendors are able to sell their goods on base. Uh, and the chapel has a key part in that. And of course, then we move into December. And I, um, I know that service members really miss their families back at home over the holidays especially. And so I suspect counseling loads will go up um, and, and that's the way that goes. But um, I rejoice that even though I'm about nine hours ahead of you, um, I get to see uh, and worship with you uh, virtually. I'm very thankful that um, God has given us this ministry together that you and I have the opportunity to reach out with the gospel of Jesus, with the knowledge of who he is, and that the Holy Spirit uses those efforts to change lives. And so I pray and hope that you can engage in outreach all the time, often. And if you're not sure how to start, we have a dynamite team at Family of Christ. I would encourage you to talk to somebody like Julie Curtis or Nancy Jo Halk. Um, we've got an outreach committee uh, we have people that are just constantly figuring out ways to share God's love. And so I hope you have that opportunity. I hope that you know that Christ has died for you. And I hope that that's a confession that you can share with others gladly and regularly. I miss you all, and I certainly pray for you regularly. And I wish God's richest blessings on your Sunday as you give thanks to Him and as you serve the neighbor in need. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.